I can't wait to share this with you guys today. Um, uh, it's a it's a message that I feel is for everybody, myself included. In fact, I'm preaching to myself throughout this message. Uh, so I hope you're you're with me on that. Um, but I wanted to start off by talking about um, these songs that are are. are so easily ingrained into the parent's mind. Those of you with young children, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Pastor Jason and I were talking between services, and the song that was a nightmare for him uh, with his kids growing up was the Barney song, you know? I love you. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, now it's stuck in your head. Sorry. Um, but, uh, but now the song that's always stuck in my head uh, comes from uh, this movie. A company called Disney put out this, uh, this movie called Frozen. And, um, and the song is called Let It Go. Anyone heard that song? It's just like, oh, man. And so uh, I, I, whenever I spoke about this to our youth group, I said, you know, hey, I had them all sing that part, you know? And then throughout the whole message, every time I said, let it go, they would continue the lyric. And I was just like, ah. So don't do that, okay? I know it's going to be like, oh, I just love this song so much, I got to continue the lyric. Uh, so don't do that unless the Holy Spirit's just really moving in you. Uh, then you can continue the lyric. But uh, I figured before we get started, it would be fun um, to show you a couple of videos. Um, when we did this as a series, I showed a couple of funny videos um, having to do with the song, Let It Go. And so I picked my three favorites, and I wanted to share those with you this morning. So enjoy. The Let it go. Like a story. No school. It's time to end. Breathe. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Turn away. This will be um, day three. I don't care. School's still out. All day. Frozen. Elsa. What's the snowman name? Olaf and what's the sister name that froze everybody up from the beginning? Elsa. Elsa, what's the other one name? Anna. Anna. If I ever could choke some cartoon characters, it'd be them. Kristoff, all them. I'd kill them if I could. Please don't kill Elsa. So I think parents in the room know exactly what she's going through, right? <laughs> oh, man. I relate. I really do. Um, <laughs> if I could ever choke cartoon characters. Yeah. I think every parent in here has that list of cartoon characters I would choke. Um, 
I don't know what was more entertaining, Let It Goat or the fact that a heavy metal band covered a girly princess song. I just think that is pretty awesome. But listen, I know that was fun, uh, but we're talking about Let It Go. Everyone say, Let It Go. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this uh, phrase, but uh, it, it says, let go and let God. Anyone heard that? Let go and let God. Now, this is like a well-meaning Christian t-shirt, you know, encouraging bumper sticker type of statement, right? Let go and let God. But to be honest, I have trouble with that. Let go and let God? Like, really? Like, here's, here's what I mean. Man, life is not making sense right now. I've never felt so stressed out. Well, let go and let God, brother. You know, it doesn't, or how about, I've got more month at the end of the money and I don't know what to do. Hey, let go and let God. It's not very encouraging. Or nothing I do seems to work out and I'm at the end of my rope. Hey, let go. No, don't let go. But, but you see what I'm saying, right? It's like, let go and let God. If you're on the receiving end of that statement, you really don't walk away ever feeling encouraged after hearing that. Because if you're the one going through the struggle, if you're the one dealing with something, and someone says, hey, let go and let God, it's not like the light bulb of hope comes on in your head and you're like, yes, I can face this now. I mean, just talking real, right? I've been there. But there is also some truth to this statement, let go and let God. Now, we usually have a tight grip on our struggles or our issues or even our addictions, and we feel like if we were to truly let go, then we would be vulnerable, we would feel weak. But here's the thing. On your own, you are no match for sin. We are born into sin nature, and without the power of God living inside of us, we fail and we fall every time to sin. So we have to let go to allow God to truly work in our hearts and in our lives. Amen? So to let go and let God, that's way easier said than done, right? So whenever we're, we're talking about let it go, we often try to fix dark places in our lives with the right prescription or maybe that ideal relationship or maybe filling your time with a hobby But the reality is, you are not going to get where God wants you to go unless you let go. To let go of those things that are holding you back or even pulling you down, right? Now, I know that for some of us, this is a, a difficult one because we often pray, God, will you help me? Will you deliver me from this? Yet we pray while we have a white knuckle grip on what we're praying about. So are we really willing to, to let go? That takes faith. It takes trusting God, right? I love this verse in 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Let go of your anxiety and cast it on him because he cares for you. And you can plug in a lot of things there for anxiety. But basically, if we hold on to these things, man, we're never going to truly experience what God has for us. Amen? So I think too often we either are holding tightly to our anxieties or we're casting them on friends and family or casting them onto social media, right? 
Like if you have an issue, you don't need to get on Facebook. You need to get on your face and you need to pray and cry out to God. Amen. If you have an issue, don't jump on Facebook, put your face in the book and find out what God has to say about your issue. You with me? Man, so often we turn to other flawed people (laughs) just like ourselves for advice and, you know, and it's all well-meaning and everything, but at the end of the day, man, when it's, when, when, when we are the ones making the choices and left on our own, it, it's hard to let it go. It's hard to experience what God has for you. So I think this whole thought of letting it go can also apply to our future, to our dreams, our desires. And we need to understand we can't reach what God has for us if we're not willing to let go of the things that we think are best for our own lives. Now that's hard, because if you're anything like me, I, I'm not a control freak, but I, I like control. I like knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, right? Like I, I, I'm not the type of person that has a five-year plan, but I know many of you may be, or maybe even a 10-year plan, because you're epic like that. But what I'm saying is, God is telling us, hey, are you willing to trust me? Are you willing to have enough faith to let it go, to see what I have in store for you? Now I'm not saying you shouldn't plan, and work hard. You should. But man, there's that element of faith in the Christian walk where we need to, to let it go. Everyone say, let it go. So there's an awesome book called The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. And uh, in it, he says, we pray ASAP prayers, but we need to be ready to pray ALAP prayers. ASAP as soon as possible. ALAP as long as it takes. And it gave me this thought. This will be on the screen. I hope you're taking notes, uh, not because I'm saying anything awesome, but because God's word is awesome. Amen? Um, But listen to this. We often ask God to answer prayers as soon as possible, but we aren't willing to pray as long as it takes. Now, growing up in church and in the type of church I went to, there was this this statement that was often made, pray through. You just got to pray through. And I think we've lost that in our walks with God these days. Like we pray ASAP prayers. God, I need you to come through for me. I need you to help me. I need you to provide now, right? And I think it's good to pray faith prayers like that, but are we willing to pray as long as it takes, right? Pastor Steve, I think he even said once, pray until something happens. And, and I love that. To have enough faith to just to know that God is in control. But to do that, you have to be willing to let it go. Let go of your control, And that's hard. Y'all with me? That's hard to do, to be able to let go of control and to be able to pray a prayer of faith so strong that you're willing to pray as long as it takes. And there is power in prayer. And listen, you need to know, God isn't impressed with anyone's prayer. Like sometimes I think that it's easy for us to get into this mode of, well, if I pray this certain way or use these words or churchy terms or eloquent, you know, whatever, that God's going to be like, oh, yes, I'm going to answer that prayer, you know. But here's the most important thing to know. The most amazing prayer anyone could pray is help, right? Because God's ear is turned to somebody who's crying for help. So maybe you find yourself today having trouble letting go of something. Maybe you're finding yourself bound up in in some sort of addiction. And I know, like we joked about earlier, that when I say, let it go, it's easy for us to hear, well, you know, that's just as funny as someone saying, let go and let God, and, you know, peace be with you, brother. But, But the truth is, man, there is nothing too greater for our God. Amen? There's no obstacle that you can't overcome. Amen? 
Man, he's, he's called you to overcome, but we have to let it go. We have to stop trying to figure out things on our own. And sometimes we need to let go of our own understanding. Now, this is also a hard one for me because I, I do like figuring things out and kind of knowing what's going on. But my Bible says that we should lean not on our own understanding, right? And that takes trust. Uh, look at Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So again, we see this element of trust, being able to let go of how you think things should pan out and trusting that God is going to show you the path to take. Let it go. Amen? So, we also see some other things in God's word that we are called to let go of. All right? The Bible talks a lot about bitterness and anger. Like maybe somebody's done something to- so bad to you or so- done you wrong in such a way to where you feel like you could never forgive them. But what that's actually doing is it's putting a deep root of bitterness in your heart. And God's calling us to actually let go of that. And that is, again, way easier said than done. I understand. But look at, look at Ephesians 4.31. It says, get rid of, let go of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Let it go. Now, for some of us, this is, this is a really difficult message to hear because maybe you've been done so wrong Or maybe somebody's done something to you or against you that you feel like you could never let that go. But remember, Pastor Jason, he said this before, that bitterness is like a pill that you swallow hoping it's going to affect somebody else. And so if you forgive somebody that's done something wrong against you, it doesn't make what they did right. It just makes you at peace. Let it go. Amen? And you can experience freedom in that today. I I believe with all my heart, you could walk out of this place free of that bitterness and anger towards that person because that's the God we serve. Amen? So get rid of it. Let it go. Maybe you're here and you're thinking, I just can't let it go. I can't shake this addiction. I can't get over this issue. I keep giving into this temptation. I can't let go of that bitterness and anger that I feel towards that person. Maybe I can't release control of my future because I just got to know how things are going and how things should go. But listen, you can. Philippians 4.13 is a verse that many of us know, but it's so true. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? Man, how cool of a verse is this? Now, I look at this verse sometimes often like John 3.16. It's a verse that many people know, and so it's easy to lose the true impact of what this is implicating here. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen? Not some things through your own strength if you put your best foot forward and your best effort into it. No, all things, not in your strength at all, but in Christ who strengthens you. Amen? So if you're sitting here this morning feeling like, man, I just, I can't let that go. Yes, you can. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen? You can let it go today, and you can be free today. Now, don't think of Philippians 4.13, like I said, it's just another good verse. I think we need to look at this as a promise from God, because it is, and read it as a fact, because it is. Right? 
Like, look at that one more time. And this time I want you to read it as a fact. Not out loud, but just let it soak in. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Man, maybe you feel like you just really screwed up in 2015, right? Maybe you feel bound up in addiction or you wrecked a relationship or something went wrong and you're, you're holding on to something. Listen, 2016, right around the corner, but don't wait until Thursday or Friday, amen? Today, let it go and read this as a fact that you can do all things, all things through Christ who strengthens you. If you're with me, say amen. Let it go. So we as people, I believe, are the masters of excuses. And I know this because my four-year-old is great at it, right? But a lot of parents of teenagers in here might also agree with me. Can I get an amen? <laughs> like, you know, uh, I thought I told you to clean up your room an hour ago, or why didn't you finish that assignment? And I bet you hear the best excuses. But here's the thing. As adults, we're pretty darn good with excuses as well, right? Why, didn't, why haven't you read your Bible in so long? Or why haven't you reached out to that neighbor who you know is really dealing with it, really struggling? Why haven't you talked to them and encouraged them? You know, we can come up with some pretty valid excuses, right? Or here's the one that I like. Uh, anytime I see somebody out in public that I've not seen here in a long time, um, I just, you know, I, I'll approach them because I miss them. And I'll just say, hey, man, I miss you. And I'm not looking for any excuses. It's not like I'm like, why haven't you been at church lately, you know? But, but they immediately respond with this laundry list of excuses of why they haven't been. And I wasn't, I wasn't prying or looking for any of that. Well, you know, my, my, my job is getting crazy. The kids are wild, this, this, and that. And I, well, it sounds like you need to be here, Amen. But seriously, I understand there are some valid excuses. And I'm not talking about church attendance. I'm just talking about just life. There are some legit excuses. But listen, when it comes to your own spiritual walk, when it comes to your relationship with Jesus, you can't afford to have excuses. Amen? Like if you are too busy to read God's word, if you're too busy to steal away some moments daily with Jesus and spend time with him, if you're too busy to share the gospel with somebody, hello, that's why we are here then you're too busy. Let it go. Let go of maybe control of your calendars to God. Maybe let go of some of those priorities that have seated themselves in higher position than Christ in your life. And let go of excuses. Amen? When it comes to your relationship with God, there are no excuses. And this is, this is where we're going today. Maybe you feel like you can't get it right. You don't have what it takes to do the right thing or to get closer to Jesus. This is why I love God's word because it, it provides us with such a roadmap for different things. So check out, check out 2 Peter 1 verse 3. By his divine power, God has given us everything. Say everything. Everything we need for living a godly life. <laughs> everything we need for living a godly life. And it's by his divine power. We could just stop right there, right? I mean, we, if you're a follower of Jesus, you have everything you need at your fingertips. We have received all of this, how? By coming to know him, not know about him and not know of him, by coming to know him. You've received this. The one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. This passage is such a good reminder because I still find myself 
having excuses when it comes to my own personal relationship with Jesus, right? I really do. But this right here, I think, removes the excuses. Are we willing to let go of excuses today? Because, man, it's by his divine power that we've been given everything we need for living a godly life. Now, usually whenever I use this passage, I stop here. But when I was studying, I noticed this is just a small piece of a bigger picture. And so in Second Peter, we see the next few verses that are, that are so on point when it comes to us letting go. Whether it's excuses, things that we're dealing with or struggling with, and trusting in God. Look at Second Peter 1 verse 4, the next verse. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desire. That's a wow verse, right? That's telling us that we can share the divine nature of God. Great and precious promises. That's awesome. And did you know that for every excuse that you might have, God has a promise to counteract it? But you have to get into his word and and know what those are. Amen? So listen, how amazing is it that we can share in his divine nature? And here's a side note. In Colossians 2.9, it says this, For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. Wow. So if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then he dwells in you, and therefore you have the fullness of God. Amen? In you. Divine nature. And yet, we can still come up with the greatest excuses. Or we can still hold on to bitterness. Or we can still hold on to fear. Or grip tightly to those things that we know we shouldn't be doing or involved in, yet we do anyways. But it says if you're a follower of Christ, you can share in his divine nature. So you need to let go of some of those things today. Let go of that anger and bitterness. Let go of that area of life that that you know is not according to, to God's word and his will for your life. Let go. And let go of excuses today. No more excuses. Amen? So if you've received Jesus Christ as your Savior, man, you have the fullness of God dwelling in you. 2 Peter 1, 5-7, this text continues for a few more verses that we're going to look at. In view of all of this, make every effort, say every effort, to respond to God's promises. Every effort. I love that it says every effort. Exhaust every option. No excuse. Let go of those. Respond to his promises. And I love this list right here. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge, knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. Everyone. That means everyone. Whether they believe like you believe or not, whether they look like you do or not, whether they've wronged you or not, a love for everyone. 
And we can't do that. We can't, we can't do any of the things that, you know, working on our moral excellence or self-control, you know, living a godly life, brotherly affection, love for everyone. We can't unless we let go of some things. Because we can come up with some good excuses. At least I know I can of why I can't work on my self-control or work on my knowledge of Jesus Christ, right? Or why I can't love everybody. There might be some valid excuses in there, but the truth is the power of God's word wipes all those excuses away, right? There is no excuse. Make every effort, it says. So why is this important? So this is where the text wraps up, Second Peter 1, starting in verse 8. The more you grow like this, so this is implying that we're growing. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. Oh my goodness. May we never forget what God's brought us from and brought us through. Amen? Wow. Forgetting. Wow. So it says, dear brothers and sisters, work hard. Work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. So let's stop right there. I understand and we definitely believe you can't earn salvation. You can't earn any of God's favor. You have it through Jesus. But we still need to work hard. It's not like we can waltz through life singing, let it go and everything will be fine. Man, we got to get into his word. We got to press in closely to what he has for us, right? We need to put godly people around us that are going to encourage us and build us up in our faith. And we need to get busy reaching out to people, loving people. So work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow. I don't know about you, but I want to actually be productive and useful to God's kingdom. Right? I don't want to play church. I don't want to just know about Jesus. I want to know him and I want to walk closely with him. But we can't do that unless we're willing to let go of those things that are holding us back. Amen? So let's let go of excuses. And you know, most people's excuses, they seem valid. They really do. But, but here's, here's some examples of how God's word can counteract any excuse we may have with promise. I'm not good enough. Well, no worries, because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's by grace you have been saved through faith. Amen? I've messed up too much. Yeah, me too. So stop trying to fix yourself all on your own. Surrender to God because he is the only person who will love you through your struggle and it actually help you overcome your struggle. Amen? I'll never do anything great for God. Well, actually, you're called according to his will and purpose and he has a plan for you, one of a hope and of a future. Amen? I'm scared. Well, God is perfect. God is love, and the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. So really, we can let go of excuses because we've been given everything we need for living a godly life. The verses that we just looked at in 2 Peter concluded that we should respond to God's promises. So don't be like what verse 9 says, right? 
blind to the truth and forgetting that we've been cleansed from our sin. Let's respond to his promises by letting go of some things and embracing what he has for us. Amen? Let's bow our heads together. There's a lot we can let go of. And most of the things we're holding on to are actually holding us back. But maybe you've not surrendered complete control of your life to Jesus. Maybe you have a void in your life. You've been trying to fill it with things, relationships, hobbies, but you end up feeling empty all over again. Man, this relationship with Christ is a well that will never run dry. And so I encourage you in this place, if that's you, if you feel like you've never surrendered your heart completely to Jesus, or maybe you have, but you've wandered off, you've wandered away, and you need to come back home. You need to come back to Christ. Would you just slip your hand up and let's make things right right now? Anyone in this place before we move on? I see your hand. Thank you. Praise God. Anyone else? Awesome. I see your hand. Praise God. Listen, whether you've raised your hand because you need to receive Christ for the very first time or maybe you identify with one who has wandered away from your faith and you need to return to him. Open up your heart right now. Invite him in. Repent. Put your faith in him. I'm going to lead a prayer, but it's not my words that are saving you by any means. God wants to hear from you. So open up your heart and invite him in as I pray. Jesus, we love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you for coming to rescue us. We believe you lived a perfect and sinless life so that you could be a perfect sacrifice on the cross to take away our sin. God, we believe in that. We put our faith in that and we know it's true. God, we believe that you were put in a grave but you didn't stay dead. You rose again, Jesus, and you're alive right now. So God, we look forward to seeing you face to face one day. In the meantime, Jesus, would you give us the strength we need? God, when we're tempted to hold on to things that we shouldn't, would we let them go by your power? May your Holy Spirit guide us day day by day. God, help us get back up when we fall and help us charge forward to the future you have for us. We embrace it. And we love you so much. God, we pray these things in your name. Listen, I would love to say a prayer with all of us before we close. Because maybe you've identified some things in your life that you do need to let go of. Like maybe it's control. Control of your own life, control of your future. Maybe you need to surrender that to him. Maybe you do have bitterness or anger towards somebody that's done something against you and you need to forgive them. You need to let that go. And I believe the peace of God is going to rush into your life when you do that. Maybe you're dealing with some things that maybe weren't even mentioned here, but you know in your heart you need to let those go. Things that may be contrary to to God's word and his will for your life. Surrender those to him. So if you're able, would you just stand with me as we close? And as I pray, I, I encourage you, man. God wants to hear from you. So say your prayer to him, whether it's from your heart or out loud, if you're comfortable, man. I encourage you. He wants to hear 
from you. He knows you better than anybody. He knows you better than you know yourself. So man, let's let go of some things today. Let's let go of some things that may be holding us back from God's best. Amen? So join me in prayer. God, we thank you so much that you are a father that will never let us go, God, so that we can let it go, whatever it is, Jesus. God, whether we're dealing with an addiction we feel like we can't overcome, maybe it's no longer us holding on to that, but maybe it's holding on to us. God, I thank you that by your power, we can be free today. God, we let it go. Lord, maybe it's control, Jesus. We surrender to you. God, we have faith and trust knowing that you know what's best. We're not gonna lean on our own understanding any longer, God. Lord, if we have bitterness or anger towards somebody, Lord, help us to forgive as we've been forgiven by you. And God, I thank you that you're gonna replace those hard feelings with your peace, peace that passes understanding and strength to make it another day. And God, anything else that we might be struggling with or facing today, I thank you, God, that we surrender to you. We let it go and we know that you are in control because you're so good to us. You love us. So God, we cast it all on you because you care for us. And we thank you for your good and precious promises. We thank you that we've been given everything we need for living a godly life. We put our faith and trust in you right now. And we leave this place encouraged, God, encouraged by your Holy Spirit, knowing, God, that today is a new day. We can let go of some things and grab hold of of what you have for us. And pray all these things in your strong name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.